0: Welcome to episode number 128. It's time to stop saying, just get over it. I'm your host, Damon Soka. Just get over it. Move on. Forget about it. Leave it alone. Why are you crying? It's not that big of a deal. Man up, or woman up. Get a life. Put your feelings to the side and move forward. There are also other words, such as, you should just allow Christ to take it. You need to stop thinking about it. You need to pray about it or pray it away. You need to develop faith. You need to ask to be healed and so forth. The meaning behind the phrase, just get over it, has many variations, but really only one true intent. Your problems need to stop interrupting my life. I realize that the phrase is likely said with a touch of love and compassion at times, but along with that glimmer of concern lies an unwillingness to admit the reality that no one can truly just get over it, and even if they could, they would have done so by now. Now, we are trained very early in our lives what is acceptable as an emotional response and what is not. We learn early from our parents and later from our peers how emotions should be demonstrated in public situations. We also pass through the same type of learning when we are in the presence of immediate family. Everyone is taught these social rules as part of the unwritten rules allowing society to function. Now, I don't have difficulty with emotional training. We all can't be throwing toddler tantrums because we don't get our way every time. There is certainly a place in time and appropriate methods for demonstrating emotion, and much of that is actually pretty important to our way of life. However, I do have difficulty with the means and the methods that are so often employed attempting to establish what can be termed emotional resilience. The just get over it method of training our children, teenagers, and even young adults to be emotionally resilient truly descends to the lowest common denominator of methodologies. I'm not here to say that every parent needs a child psychology class so they can employ better methods of training, although, Learning about parenting is never a bad thing. My concern is that the just-get-over-it methodology presents serious problems from the perspectives of balanced and healthy emotions and from a spiritual growth and development. It assumes two things that are troubling from several perspectives. The first is that it assumes that in, that the individual is not making any serious effort to work through their emotional difficulties simply allowing the emotions to continue and to dominate their life. And the second problem associated with this mentality is a serious lack of empathy, love and understanding of the entire problem, not just the emotional response. It is as if one is saying, ignorantly, I don't care what the issue is, or just find a solution. And then, of course, adding insult to injury, they add, I don't care how you do it or what is ailing you. Just get it done. It ignores even the idea that the emotional outburst might be a result of a much larger problem that needs serious attention and help. It reduces a teaching moment into a short lecture on the ideals of what Paul refers to as love waxing cold. In short, it is the Lucifer's method of emotional resilience, without compassion, concern, or love, and often used through forceful methodology, including threats and demeaning language. Now don't get me wrong about learning to control our emotions – by the way, I really don't like the word control, I prefer work with or manage our emotions. As we learn to work with what the Lord and our earthly environment has given us, and learn the value of our emotions, we can begin to view our emotions from the perspective of understanding rather than baggage. As we do this, our emotional states become significantly more valuable to us, and life far more beautiful. As we are better to able to see life through more appropriate emotional lenses. We have for far too long treated emotions as baggage and something we just need to deal with rather than embrace and understand. We should also understand, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that the milder spiritual version of this just get over it statement, such as you just need more faith, you just need more faith than a priesthood blessing. You need to allow the Savior to bear your burdens, also tend to walk beside the just get over it type of psychology. While appearing to be helpful on the onset, on the outset, the statements assume in some ways that the individual has not attempted to work with the Savior or allowed him to lift one's difficult emotional burdens. Those statements, even when they are at times true and well intentioned, ignore that overcoming and managing emotional trauma mental illness and even sometimes temporary mental illness is a process that depends more upon more depends upon more than personal desire and will and that healing is rarely a one-time event they ignore the possibility that trials have timing in the sense of when and how long difficulties will last and those statements ignore the inherent value in working through deeply troubling emotional difficulties and the strength found in work, in that working process. In short, even though those statements seem helpful on the surface, they really tend to add to someone's burden rather than be helpful. And this is certainly not helpful to our emotional resilience journey. When we ponder the idea and theories of emotional resilience and what that truly means for each of us, we come to understand that emotional resilience does not look the same for every person and truly does not have one specific definition. What we also find is that each each path to emotional resiliency will be different, based on a host of things like culture, genetic predispositions to emotional difficulties, parents, teachers, friends, peers, social pressures, events in life, and even our spiritual natures. We are the sum total of our experiences and interactions with our environment and those within that environment and what we have learned through that process. While most brains do function similarly in a biological sense, in almost every other respect, learning emotional resiliency will be more a personal journey than a team hike. Because we cannot feel what someone else is feeling or understand how their mind and body approach emotional stretching moments, we cannot learn through example and modeling what emotional resilience entails. Certainly, through the just-get-over-it method, we can learn to mask our emotions with some time and effort, but masking does not provide for anything except maintaining a public persona that is socially acceptable. Emotions have purpose and meaning in our lives, and it is important to find that purpose and meaning. It is also true that emotions and feelings can run amok because of the chemistry and biology associated with the creation of those important signals in our bodies. Sometimes events in our lives are of such a traumatic nature that our emotional signals become paralyzed and overwhelmed by what we have experienced. And sometimes the chemistry processes that control our emotional states become altered by our DNA and other environmental influences. There exist many causes of mental illness in all its variations, but what is true in all of these instances is that emotions, desire, and feelings matter to the soul, and one cannot simply brush aside what we feel without addressing the issues behind those feelings. Addressing our issues by ignoring or masking the feelings simply pushes the problem down the road and does not provide for a lasting solution. In point of fact, pushing our issues down the road is far more likely to create greater issues that will take greater time and effort to overcome. The Gospel does hold the keys to a method and practice that leads to appropriate emotional resiliency, but we must approach healing, trauma, mental illness, and emotional resilience from a far different perspective than the just-get-over-it method. Because we cannot feel exactly what other what another does, and because there is no real way to model the internal processes needed to manage our emotional states, we will not be able to learn how to process our emotions by watching someone else do it. Although, surprisingly, this is how most people attempt to learn it. I think sometimes this is the reason why the just-get-over-it method is so often employed. We struggle to explain exactly how to process deep emotional pain, innocent suffering, and even emotional illnesses. We don't have the ability within our physical language to express feelings and emotions in a way that another can fully comprehend it now in addition to our inability to explain explain these processes we often have learned early in our lives how to bury our emotions to avoid the social punishments that accompany showing outwardly how we feel basically we teach generation after generation how to bury emotions and mask how we feel rather than to manage and work with our emotions because that is what we've been taught and pressured to do. Now, while this just get over it method is unhealthy in almost every situation, we do it because that is what we know and because it is somewhat easy to model in an outward sense. What is often more troubling is that burying our emotions tends to translate even into the spiritual parts of our lives. We will hold back our true feelings and our prayers. We will work to ex- exude a somewhat falsified happy perfect emotional life to our peers and fellow members we will avoid talking about how difficult emotionally our trials really are for us we will actually resist the very spirit that is attempting to show us the process of emotional resilience and healing now i don't believe we do these things on purpose i think great social pressure causes us to feel as though we need to show that we are happy and content with our lives and that the Lord is blessing us for our efforts. We want to be seen by our peers as accepted by the Lord. And serious trials and emotional difficulties are often seen as though we are not trying, we are not working, or that we have fallen out of favor with the Lord. The whole book of Job and his friend's explanations of his trials is truly a lesson in what other people think when we pass through the difficult trials of life and one of the main reasons why we mask what is happening in our lives. We still associate blessings and happiness with righteousness, and unhappiness, suffering, and trials with unrighteousness. We tend to think that righteousness should lead to a happy and somewhat carefree life, when quite the opposite is true. The more righteous we become and the more determined to live the gospel, the more difficult our learning experiences tend to be. And with those difficult learning experiences will come deep emotional experiences that must be acknowledged, addressed, and managed through emotional processing. Now, while there are many things that I could provide to help you with this process, today I simply want to address this idea of emotional resiliency from a more spiritual perspective. Now, naturally, I'm going to address it from my own experience, because I can't address it any, really any other way. But even as limited as that might be, I hope that you will find it helpful to your own personal journey. The first thing to understand about your personal journey is that it is going to be a journey, and that time is an important element of the process. Seeing your emotional resiliency as a journey rather than a destination will be valuable as you begin to address and work through your difficulties and even mental illness. Too often we see happiness as an event, and a moment in time, rather than a flowing state of emotions, ebbing and flowing with external pressures and internal interpretations. We also tend to view happiness as more of a binary state, either on or off, happy or not. Rather than a consistent presence in our lives to a greater or lesser extent, we should view happiness as a continuous process rather than events or a moment brought about by a single event It is natural to us to want to see our emotions as singularly or as determined by specific events rather than a flow of thought and energy by which we see the world we do so because it is easier to view things isolated rather than as a whole the truth is that we see the world through a personal emotional lens and we cannot turn that off. Certainly, we can alter our perception. We can mask the outward evidence of emotion and attempt to avoid having any emotional preferences. But the truth is, everything we experience in our lives comes with emotions. Understanding that will go a long way to understanding emotional resiliency. The second thing to understand as you embark on this journey is the omniscience of your Father in Heaven and our Savior. That omniscience comes with the ability to feel exactly what you do And fully understand your difficulties from every perspective. This idea of omniscience is often difficult for us to understand because we personally cannot feel what another person is feeling or even know exactly what they are thinking. So we tend to have difficulty relating to the idea of a fully omniscient God. But the truth is, the Lord knows us fully. There is nothing we can hide from Him like we do other individuals in our lives What this allows is something that we sometimes forget. The Lord can help us through the emotional resiliency process, because only He can fully feel, see, and comprehend our minds and our emotions. He is unlikely to lay out the entire process all at once, but rather give it to us line upon line and precept upon precept, and allow us to learn it for ourselves. He will certainly add strength and His enabling power to our efforts, but for the most part, He will guide us to those steps we need to take with His help. It takes being fully honest and transparent in prayer, not disrespectful, but truly sifting through these deep emotional problems and allowing the Lord to help us fully understand our difficulties. It is also likely to take significant effort on our part. Emotional muscles take time to build, and we need to employ those resources the Lord has provided even if those resources are limited in what they are able to accomplish. That process of working with the Lord may in many ways be similar to therapy, in that it is likely to take more than a couple of sessions to really come to the core of a layered problem, and time is also an important element to the Lord's methods. Often, we are asked to pass through very difficult trials over longer periods of time than we would like, to build greater strength emotional strength and abilities. The Lord does desire that we learn by experience, guided and aided by his atoning reconciliation. And experience takes time and effort. Third, as we work to become more resilient, we must understand that resiliency exists in levels and comes pieces at a time rather than in one large learning experience. We will build strength as we work through emotional processing and allow the atonement to make those changes to our hearts and minds. And when I say levels, what I mean is that your emotional resiliency journey is to look more like the stock market, moving up and down on a daily basis, but overall, moving towards greater strength. This is going to be one of the most frustrating parts of the journey, and at times it will become difficult to see upward momentum through the noise of the process. That is the value of having the Lord, and others who understand the struggle, especially when our struggle comes through the trials of a mental illness. We need others to help us, to see the muscles building. We, personally, will struggle to see ourselves strengthening through adversity, especially when we have a bad day or week, because our emotions are the reality from which we view life. It is very difficult for us to step outside that emotional reality to see progress, Progress will not look like progress when we view it from our own emotional state. That is because changes in our emotions change our reality, and we cannot compare realities. However, those changes, as small as they might be on the outside, will be noticed by others who know us well, and on the inside by the Lord who feels even our deepest emotions and desires. That is why emotional strengthening and resiliency cannot occur in isolation. We need each other and the Lord if we are going to work through and process those difficulties of life and mental illness. Fourth, don't expect the process to be neat, clean, and you should expect the unexpected. If we are trying to learn to become more resilient and stronger, then we should expect that our Father in Heaven and Savior will give us opportunities to do so. This means that things will come into our lives to teach us how to be more robust in our emotional reactions and overall emotional state. We are not likely to be expecting those events or experiences and they can feel very defeating and as and as though the Lord might be sending more of a punishment than a learning opportunity. What we find is that if the Lord is providing for the teaching moment, he will also provide for the teaching in a very personal and in a very personal way. Yes, I know that is difficult to see another episode of depression, anxiety, or mania as a teaching moment, but in many ways that is exactly what it is, and the key to understanding those moments is to appeal to the God who provided for it. Now, I am not saying that trauma from abuse or any evil is sanctioned by our Father and the Savior. What I am saying is that even trauma that comes out of the most evil actions of others can be turned towards our learning, profit, and eventual understanding when we honestly approach the Lord and are willing to seek out the learning pathway. Every twist, turn, surprise, and even innocent suffering will have benefit to our emotional resiliency when we allow for it. One of the most difficult things in this life will be to suffer innocently under the hands of another person, And perhaps the most difficult thing in life is to derive value from those deeply troubling experiences. Fifth and finally, understand that as much as we would like to dictate the timing of how and when we obtain emotional strength, it is not likely to occur as we plan it. Because we don't know what we don't know, we should expect some level of adjustment on a regular basis to our plans and expect the process to take the time it needs to take. We cannot dictate the journey from the onset and then just blindly walk the emotional resiliency path. This journey requires engagement, instruction, heavenly guidance, and consistent awareness to take place as it should, and that will require being open to adjustment, revelation, and guidance. A hard heart is unlikely to find emotional stability and be resilient to the difficulties of life. So we must soften our heart towards all things. We must endure. And in the end, all of our sacrifices, hurt, and losses will be made up. May the Lord bless you this week. And until next week, do your part so that the Lord can do his.